This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our truth. Episode 440. Quest for Truth, presented by Protectorate Productions and HPN, Heltsley Podcast Network. Now located at life-truth.com. And now, here is your host, Keith Heltsley. Okay, hey everybody, this is your host, Keith, and uh, I'm going to try to do a solo episode today. It's not what I had on the schedule, but it still fits with my theme of the month, and it's going to be tied Deliverance from Evil Spirits. I, it's actually based on a title of a book by the same name. <laughs> I, I'll see if I can't find the credit credentials on that as we go, but my voice is kind of <clears throat> going out on me here, so uh, I want to try to speak as briefly as possible. Um, but as the title might suggest and I've been trying to feature uh, a run of episodes on spiritual warfare and the like in uh, this book Deliverance from Evil Spirits A Practical Manual Francis McNutt Chosen Books Copyright 1995 uh, Cross my path from a library of, of items that I received some time ago uh, it's actually written by a, a Catholic priest, I think, but it was part of a reformed uh, um, literature collection. And uh, <clears throat> despite the <laughs> apparent conflict between uh, a priest and reformed theology, it does bring out awful points. Uh, I, I honestly don't have time to get into much of it other than a few opening thoughts. And without any further ado, because again, my voice is going, being part of the Christian Podcast Community, <laughs> uh, ChristianPodcastCommunity.com, uh, just check them out. Uh, you'll find so many other uh, great podcasters there that just kind of blow us out of the water. Join us as we take this time to stop and think about it. Hello, anybody home? I'm Think McFly, think. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. What were you thinking? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Don't say anything now. Just think about it. You're listening to Stop and Think About It, a podcast for the Christian thinker. In a day when sound biblical preaching has been replaced by man-centered entertainment, and the church has become increasingly anti-intellectual, this podcast will encourage believers to think biblically and theologically. So please join me as we get ready to stop and think about it. Here I am, Phil, the Bronx Expositor, along with my favorite co-host, and only one, Glenroy, the West Indian wordsmith. How are you doing, Glenroy? Hello, everybody. We're back. We are back. Greetings, friends and foes, saints and sinners. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Stop and Think About It podcast. Well, thank you for taking this time to stop and think about it. If you would like to contact us, please email us at stopandthinkcrew at gmail.com. 
You can also visit our website at www.stopandthinkpodcast.com. This podcast is listener supported by generous people like you. You can give a tax deductible donation at our affiliate ministry at www.soulfishingministries.org and click on our donate link to give securely through PayPal. Thank you for listening to Stop and Think About It. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us. I am your squirrel, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Squirrel Chatter is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture. Please remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not to do. Do everything you do for the glory of the Lord. And we'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chatter. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster. listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Thank you for joining us on the Patriot Pastor Podcast today. I'm your co-host, Harold Smith. We have a real treat today. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not... What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Main topic. Um, let's... Whether you believe in them or not, um, whether you um, think that evil spirits are a thing or not, whether you feel qualified to deal with it or not, if you ever encounter somebody who uh, is affected by evil spirits, uh, the least you can do is identify that that actually is the problem and pray do a lot of prayer there may be uh, uh plenty of mistakes made in your dealing with this person and dealing with the, uh, the evil spirit but to, to do nothing would be disastrous for this affected person uh, and you might think oh well, we get to 
talking about skepticism, but before we're all done with this. But the first thing you can do is notice there is a problem. You know what? Let's go ahead and talk about some skepticism as we go through this because um, <clears throat> often <clears throat> in our culture today, and even in the last 100 years or 200 years, uh, you know, science has made lots of advancements and a lot of things that were previously explained away by uh, supernatural uh, animus or old wives' tales. Uh, oh, there's we can explain this. There's a natural cause for this thing you thought was a ghost or something. Uh, sometimes we just get skeptical because we rely on, oh, this, you're, this thing happened and there's a natural rational cause for that. Uh, before 200 years ago, well, uh, people were a lot more likely to believe in the supernatural uh, uh, things. Uh, and uh, but noticing that there is a problem, um, and how do we do that? Sometimes there could be a, a disruptive person or a, an unusual event, while you're at a say a camp or retreat, um, but, and there's no explanation of why. What's happening with this? A couple of years ago, my wife came home from church camp after being a counselor, and she goes, "You know, this is the weirdest thing. We have never had so many girls." who raised the question about um, being gay or transgender issues. Never. In, in all of her years, and she's been going to this camp for a lot of years. Now, since that, I think it was about two years ago, maybe last year, she hasn't had any anybody, uh, another girls come up with this issue. And, of course, uh, that would have been pretty close to the time when all that exploded into the forefront in our modern media and culture as we know it, uh, where suddenly uh, less than 5% of people identify that way to suddenly having like one in four or one in five people identifying that way. And what, what would cause that? Uh, and you, you can explain it away by science or by anthropology or whatever, but would it not also be explained away just as easily by saying that there's a whole, uh, evil spirits at work in our culture. Uh, and so that could be one way to identify the activities of an evil spirit. Sometimes it's because maybe somebody you know suddenly has an unexplained need for psychological counseling. Just out of the blue, this good uh, friend, family member, Christian person, they just having I don't know, mental breakdowns out of nowhere. They never had that in their past, necessarily. They just seem to be afflicted with that uh, without any rhyme or reason. Um, some people might notice their spiritual attacks at a church prayer meeting which given the number of people who attend those and how often people do anymore, uh, well, that in itself could be uh, a, a sign that evil spirits are preventing Christians from meeting to do that. But th th it also works this way. Uh, for example, uh, our church has been doing a lot of 
showing a lot of interest in doing evangelical work. The senior ministry wants to reach out to town to do senior ministry. Uh, the students want to reach out and do a student evangelism and so forth. And suddenly, things just seem to go wrong. Somebody starts bickering with somebody or there's some issues that pop up. Uh, you'll notice that whenever your church becomes more active, that there's this unexplained coincidental events, coincidental as we explain them away by our natural uh, scientific explanations, but there they might not be. There might be a real need uh, to do some spiritual warfare there. Uh, it could be the tormented person comes to you for help. And why would, for example, some, if somebody comes to me and say, I have this issue, uh, I need help, uh, I need to have you pray for me, I know it's an evil spirit, I just know it, and they come to me, and it's like, what, what, do I have a sign on me? <laughs> this is like an exorcist or something? But if they've gone to, say, uh, another pastor or teacher or counselor, and they just uh, brush it off. It's just you know, skepticism. And maybe they can't do me because I'm the only person who actually listened. Well, um, that's something to notice. And we're talking about just noticing things that are happening. And the, the, I think the key part there is you need to listen to what the person is saying. Because maybe, you know, sometimes an illness is just that. Sometimes it's not. But you need to listen and see, you know, are they trying to blow smoke? What's going on here? Is this a joke? Because uh, that's the natural reaction is to be doubtful, to say, oh, I don't have the experience. I need to take them to somebody else. I need to take them to my colleague. I need to take them to a counselor, to a pastor. But why are they coming to me if somebody comes to me? <clears throat> well, in listening to their uh, account and their story, maybe they've already done that. And maybe they can't, again, they, they came to me because I'm willing to lend an ear. And I'm likely to say, well, let's go take him by the hand. Let's walk upstairs and talk to a deacon or something. Well, what if that deacon says, ah, oh, it's just nothing and blows off? Well, what does that tell? This person who's seeking help over a spiritual attack, they might be seeing me as their only hope. Uh, they, they must have got the uh, exaction pot from the droid that says, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. I'm just joking, but of course that might be what, why they chose me to come tell me or you to go tell you if a person is in that kind of a need uh, it that's the our first thing I think of but if we pass the torch we might just be saying to that person I, I really don't believe what you're saying I don't really or I don't believe that uh, you know Christianity is powerful enough or real enough to overcome your situation okay um, and it, it may do, uh, it, but having that admission, we we might believe in the power of Christ. Some people uh, will die either spiritually or worse, physically. Well, I guess worse would be, would be spiritually. Uh, they might 
be driven to suicide. Uh, that's a horrible thought. But they may be, that may be the level of the torment they're feeling. You don't want to turn somebody away. Give them a, a listening ear. And if all you can do is listen, um, at least you'll be uh, knowing what to do when to do when you do consult uh, someone else. Um, because you know, really, sometimes a mental illness or a pseudocidal thought is just that. It's just an illness, and honestly, us. Uh, Sometimes they are more, but seek medical attention. That's important. You know, you can say, "Hey, let me let me refer you to a doctor or something," but um, don't discount the fact that uh, spiritual warfare might be needed as well. Uh, and and who knows? It doesn't matter. Maybe both. In fact, you sh we should do both. I shouldn't say maybe. We should be do both. If someone says, hey, I have this problem. I think I'm being afflicted by by devils. You can say, okay, buddy. Um, but listen, and and you might could advise, hey, let's, let's call a good counselor, but let me pray for you as well. Uh, this These are some of the first steps in, in identifying a, a spiritual need uh, and some natural responses you might do, but where does this kind of spiritual uh, attack come from? What where does it start? Well, uh, even a well-educated modern-day Christian-thinking person uh, could find themselves entangled by. Attacks from evil spirits. Um, now, there's one obvious thing to inquire about: is has this person been involved with occult activity lately? And sometimes people will say no, but sometimes it doesn't have to be lately. Uh, there are times where even a casual brush can open up a door, there are times where something has happened long ago in the past where, oh, I, yeah, I used to play with the Ouija board a little bit. Oh, I used to read horoscopes once in a while. Oh, I used to uh, have my uh, fortune told before. Oh, just a long time ago. I was a kid, but it happened. And you might say, well, well that could be what opened the door for you. How long have you been tormented like this? Well, you know, now I think about it, it's been pretty much all my life. Oh, it's felt that I've had this condition. It's only grown really bad lately. Well, uh, that's the first thing. I mean, that that's probably one of the, the most common reasons why somebody finds themselves uh, spiritually and uh, demonically uh, tormented. Because even if you're a Christian, even though you're well educated, you're too smart for this stuff. Uh, it could it could start there, and that could be where a whole uh, host of things suddenly go unexplainedly wrong. In life. Um, now, the best fence. I want to say defense because the best defense is don't monkey with the cold stuff. Stay 
away from it, stay clear from it. But there are times, I don't think I have it in my notes, maybe I'll add it in towards the end. There are other other things that can play into that besides the common thing of occult involvement. Um, but the best offense, be offensive, <laughs> is that we should pray. Pray, read the scripture, uh, pray for guidance for what to do, pray for deliverance for this person, uh, pray because as a believer, you have the authority of Christ himself. You have the power that supplied you the Holy Spirit. So you can be assured that the power of Christ is real. The authority of the Holy Spirit is real. Uh, don't be afraid to command an evil spirit to leave. Don't come back. Now, I know there's a certain podcaster on our Christian podcast community, uh, Matt Slick, and I've heard him discuss this, and he will very adamantly say, uh, never, if you're encountered by an evil spirit, never pray to the spirit. Uh, don't even talk to the spirit. Refuse to talk to the spirit because you know you get your powers and authority through the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. You should only be praying to the Holy Spirit. And that is true. But I want you to notice what the verbiage was that I used when I first said that there's a difference we pray to God we pray to God to ask for his wisdom his power his deliverance we pray to God for all those things but a command is not a prayer a command is a command uh, because we pray to God we have the authority because of our belief in Christ and our place in the kingdom to command this lesser spirit to leave. But without that authority, you need to be careful because you may be opening up all kind of worms on you. That spirit might just uh, begin to afflict you. It's not a matter of, uh, look what I can do when I say these words. You need to have that authority. And while I was making up my notes, I don't have written down. Uh, but I thought, you know, as a parent, you know, let's say I, I see uh, one of my teenage sons out in the yard misbehaving. And we'll say, though, that's the, the evil spirit. He's doing some dumb thing. And I tell, oh, my three-year-old son, go out there and tell that guy to stop it. And let's say my three-year-old son goes out there and says, hey, you got to stop that. And my, maybe my teenager will say, oh, get out of here. Maybe he'll knock him down, push him on his rear end, and keep on doing it, even worse. But what that little three-year-old son should, should probably have done is say, Dad said, that gives that three-year-old child the power and privilege to outrank his big, strong Mean, mean old uh, teenage brother. It's the same kind of a situation uh, when, in that case, you know, 
the God figure sends the lesser power out to command the greater power, the greater power ought to listen because it's not just little old me telling the big old bad evil spirit. I'm saying, hey, by the power of God, by the power of Jesus, by the authority of Jesus, I should say, the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, you go. You go right now. Don't come back. Uh, commanding is not the same as praying. And uh, I just want to point out that nuance. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, another plug, Christian Podcast Community, check out Matt Slick. He, he has really awesome uh, input uh, and advice, insight on uh, Scripture. Um, but um, I, oh, I can't read my note. <laughs> Oh, now when it comes to uh, the whole hierarchy, evil spirits and God and so forth, of course, there is only one God. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. Um, But um, it doesn't take a lot of reading in the Old Testament, and you'll find plenty of times where God, the Hebrew people are commanded to worship only God and God alone, uh, that they should not worship the uh, the many, uh, lesser gods and lesser uh, spirits. There, so that would imply that spirits, evil spirits, really do exist. Uh, they're not a made-up old wives' tale. Not. They have an old wives' tale or a fairy tale. They really do exist. In the Old Testament, they're largely hinted at, although there are a handful of scriptures where it talks about the evil spirit going to Saul and David's playing the harp, causing him to feel better. There's places, what prophets. Uh, oh, my mind's drawing a blank. I think it might be Micah where uh, he had a vision and God said, what evil spirit will come to deceive my prophets? Uh, so there's a, a handful specifically saying that there are evil spirits and they have work that they do. Uh, but by and large, Old Testament, it kind of hints by saying, don't wash up anybody else or anything else. Now, in the New Testament, we know that spirits are real because Jesus confronted many times uh the casting out of demons. I think the shortest gospel of all, Mark, uh, tells has the most instances of demons being cast out, specifically demons being cast out. So if we are believers and we believe in God and we believe his scripture is true, then we have to also believe that evil spirits are true. Devils. <laughs> uh, and the same could be stated, said about the Because uh, if demons weren't real, there wouldn't need to be these repeated accounts. Uh, Jesus came to confront five things I have listed out here. Uh, sin, sickness, affliction from evil spirits, nature, death. Now, sin, Jesus came 
uh, to confront sin. Of course, sin is what keeps us from uh, being in God's presence, and he came to, uh, to pay for those sins and forgive us of those sins and show us grace uh, on us through that. He has the power over uh, person's sin. Uh, he confronted sickness, and often you know, he healed people. Uh, and sometimes he healed people by the form of casting a demon out of somebody. Uh, even if you pay attention to, I know it's in Mark's gospel, I think it might also be in Luke, he talks about healing uh, Peter's mother-in-law by casting out her fever. And that's kind of, to me, some subtle language saying it might have been more than just a fever he was casting out there. But sickness, he came to confront sickness. He also came to confront affliction from evil spirits. So we already mentioned uh, casting out demons. Uh, evil spirits can afflict in many different ways. Uh, and he came to confront nature. And I thought, what? What does that mean? <laughs> but if you think about it, he calmed the storm, and and I've heard it said more than once that uh, the storm he calmed, uh, and I forget the exact um, premises for this, but there was an evil spirit working in the storm, is what it boils down to. And uh, just like an evil spirit can afflict a person, I already mentioned they can stir up our society and culture and infect people's minds to say things like trans people are normal and they're not. I mean, they, to me, they should be pitied <laughs> and they should be, we should show compassion, but we should also not hesitate to share the gospel. Uh, but but if, our, if we have a society that is, is, is accepting of that and what, what also do that if there wasn't a nationwide, worldwide even, evil spirit trying to stir this up? Um, and then the final thing, besides nature, uh, because you know, I kind of blended nature and society there together, but the last thing is death itself. Jesus came to confront death itself. Uh, and through uh, paying the transaction for our sin. Uh, in the end, he does conquer death. We know that because Revelation promises that. It says Hades and death will be conquered and thrown into the lake of fire. Um, now, uh, Paul, in his writings, he tells people to not be fascinated by angels. And I would also add not to be fascinated by by devils, because devils are the counterpart, the evil counterpart of an angel. But uh, through it all, always give God the glory, uh, because He offers grace and salvation. Uh, even I'm reminded whenever Jesus sent the seventy uh, apostles out and sent them out two by two, they were uh, commanded to uh, cast out demons, heal the sick, and preach the gospel. And they came back with glowing reports, and they were excited about all they were able to do and the demons they had control over. And Jesus said, don't focus on that, but basically that the gospel was preached and people were coming to salvation 
thank God, glorify God for the souls that were touched, not for the power you seem to have. Because the power you seem to have is that, is that seem to. It's not your power. Uh, if, you, if you're able to do anything on par with casting out a demon, it's only because you can claim that on the authority of Christ. And you only have the power to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, be skeptical. Uh, I, I already mentioned we have a tendency to explain away uh, certain you know diseases like epilepsy or psycholo psychological disorders by medical sciences. And while a disease, this might be disease, epilepsy is just that. Autism is just that. And that's, we, sh we would do well to say, well, that's this. let's not look for a devil behind every doorknob. You know what I mean? Uh, but sometimes it's not. Uh, now, if you read those New Testament accounts, uh, demons would express itself. It would often express itself with a symptom of a psychological disorder you're crazy, you have a demon, or it would express itself through epileptic fits, throwing a person on the ground and, and so forth. So the, the symptom, the demon is the problem, can appear to be that. Now, again, if someone says, I have epilepsy and I'm on medication, well, that's great. And maybe you could also, in addition to that, pray that if there is any psychic activity, demonic interference, that it leaves. Uh, and again, you don't pray uh, to the demon to say, come on, demon, please leave. No, no. You tell the demon because you've already prayed to the Holy Spirit, to Christ, to God, for the wisdom and the authority and the power. And once you know you have done that, uh, then command. You you are within your rights to command. Now, if you pray for a person, you say, I command any evil spirits come out, and they still have epilepsy, well, I mean, keep on taking your meds, dude. <laughs> but I'll keep praying for you. Sure. Um, what, uh, so, yeah, where illnesses exist, seek medical treatment. If you're depressed, get, get attention. You see a counselor, get meds. But don't discount the power of prayer. Have people pray for you. Uh, and we, uh, of course, should always you know, seek God's wisdom uh, in praying for the type of healing and deliverance. Uh, and again, the, it, it might not be smart to see a demon behind every doorknob, but Consider that maybe one of those doorknobs just might have something about it. Um, now, I'm getting close to wrapping up here. <laughs> the outlook for Christians on evil is to understand that evil is real. Evil is also supernatural. Even people who are atheists, they'll say, oh, there is no God because if there was a God, he would be good or he would be strong. Or he... It's the oh, Epicurean theory. We've had a podcast on that before. 
Uh, and my thought with that is great. Um, you saying that because there is evil, then God doesn't exist, then fine. Uh, God doesn't exist. So tell me where evil comes from then. And um, of, of course, you say, well, also, while you're at it, define evil. Because bad things happen. I mean, earthquakes erupt. Or, yeah, Volcanoes erupt. There we go. Earthquakes will, will shake the earth. Uh, forest fires come. Uh, tsunamis come. Uh, are those natural events? Or are those supernatural events? Well, and you might have your atheist friends say, oh, those are natural events. Okay, so you can't say that those are evil. So, so baby dies in the forest fire. You can't say that's evil. It's just nature. If the forest fire rushes through town and burns down a city, well, you can't say that's evil. It's just nature, right? Now, they say, oh, yeah, but whenever a person does something evil, something mean to a little child, that's evil. It's like, okay, so you're willing to say on one hand, you can recognize the morality when it comes to personal decision, intellectual decision, but but nature nature's okay. Nature's okay. So uh, is there evil? Is it supernatural? Well, you, maybe you can agree that, okay, there are certain evils, air quotes, that are natural, and there are certain evils that are supernatural because they have some kind of a, intellectual agent behind it, whether it be a human doing it, whether it be an evil spirit or whatever. But there is a supernatural element to evil. And knowing that, we need to be aware that Jesus came for the purpose of overcoming evil. He came for the purpose to overcome evil that human beings do not have the power to do on your own. Uh, he now, as human beings, through prayer, we can claim that healing and deliverance not only for ourselves, but for others who need as well. So we don't have the power to stop evil because it's supernatural, but we do have the power to pray. And we do have the power because of the authority of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, to pray for our own forgiveness and healing and deliverance, and also pray for the healing and deliverance of people. Um, and that is, I guess, where I would like to wrap up with that. Ever wish you could get together with a friend over coffee each week and talk about God's Word? Me too. Hi. I'm Anthony Russo. I'm the host of Grace and Peace Radio. Grace and Peace Radio is a Christian living blog and podcast dedicated to engaging conversations about applying God's Word to everyday life. I hope you'll join me, Anthony Russo, on Grace and Peace Radio each week at graceandpeaceradio.com or right here on the Christian Podcast Community.org. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another for his name's sake. 
What's up, everybody? I'm Jamal Bandy, the host of the Prescribed Truth Podcast, where I seek to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. The Lord graciously brought me out of a cult in 2010, saved me in 2013, and in 2017, Prescribed Truth began. My mission has been to spread the truth of God's word while refuting dangerous lies affecting most churches and the culture at large from a biblical and reformed perspective. Join me on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time for the live recording of the podcast on YouTube and download the audio version wherever podcasts can be found, including the Christian podcast community. If you would like to know more about Prescribed Truth, please visit my website at prescribedtruth.com. And remember, this world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings. Can you answer the following questions for your children or for the person to whom you are witnessing? Number one, is the New Testament reliable? Two, can you explain the Trinity to me? Three, how is Jesus both God and man? And a slew of other questions you will be able to answer if you get Andrew Rappaport's new book, What Do We Believe? It will help you a ton. Get your copy at whatdowebelievebook.com, whatdowebelievebook.com. Um, and so, hey, let me just close all this out by saying thank, thanks for listening. This is your host, Keith, the sore throat, um, trying to uh, uh, sign off here and tell you thanks for listening. See you next week. And uh, tell a friend about us. That's how we grow our listenership the most. And to do that, we're going to do a call to action here with our voice of the podcast, Anthony Russo, to come out and tell you all about how to contact us. Visit life-truth.com where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at HPNCast, capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A-S-T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at Facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at Zerbinator.wordpress.com. May God richly bless you. May you find everything you need, and if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a Savior. Thanks for listening.